Hey, it's Luke, and you're listening to the Tea Talks Podcast. Once a month, I invite people to come over to my house in Atlanta and have some friends give short talks on anything they find interesting. We sip on tea, eat Pop-Tarts, and cultivate a community of curiosity. These are those talks being recorded live in my living room with my friends. Hope you enjoy. This is when you find out that Michael has a night job as a telemarketer, and he and Jan are eating lunch in his office, and they're going through all the decorations in their house for the new place, and he's like, how much does that cost? He goes, it costs what it costs. So maybe a little too deep of a cut there, but that's okay. Hey, so hopefully you have already checked out part one of this talk where John and Natalie Sang give those of us in our 20s their helpful tips in the realm of relationships and career. This talk picks up right where that one left off, with them offering their stories and advice for finances, faith, and fun. All right, let's get into it. Finances. It costs what it costs. <laughs> I said, why, does it, why didn't you put, I declare bankruptcy, that's too easy. and he said it was too easy. Because that's too, too easy. Obvious, that's so. your, you know, this is my deep cuts. <laughs> I have no idea what this is from. This is when you find out that Michael has a night job as a telemarketer, yeah. and he and Jan are eating lunch in his office, and they're going through all the decorations in their house for the new place, and he's like, how much does that cost? Goes, it costs what it costs. <laughs> so maybe a little too deep of a cut there, but that's okay. All right, Natalie, hit us with some finance okay. nuggets. So um, Kylie and Logan were over at our house, and we were talking about what we should what we should talk about for this, and I was like, what do you think people want to hear, like, 30-year-old married people talk about? And um, they Nothing. <laughs> They were like, <laughs> what if you said, like, tell us how to buy a house. And I was like, well, that's a hard, I don't know if I could like give a whole talk on that. Um, but I'll give you our little pieces of wisdom on it, little nuggets that we've learned on it that I can. So um, we were lucky to buy a house right before we got married. And one thing that I'll tell you about it that's kind of vulnerable <laughs> to share is that we did have family who helped us with our down payment. And I think part of the reason that's important to share is because that may happen more than you realize. And I'm purely saying that on a comparison level. So I feel like the more the more I was in my 20s, the more I started realizing, like, how are other, why, how are other people spending this money? Where's this money coming from? And you start to be very aware of how all your friends are spending money. And th- it's a big – this person's like, oh, it's no big deal. We can go on this vacation together. And you're like, what are you talking about? Like, I can't afford to go on this vacation with you. And that all that's a whole other topic in and of itself. So, But comparison is real, and I think it's helpful to understand that people have help from family. And, um, and, and if you don't, that you can really be okay too, and you can really thrive. And, um, you know, ironically, one thing that I think is important to share about it is that you don't have to wait till you get married um, to get into real estate. And, in fact, I really encourage you not to wait. Um, I was honestly, like, I was curious, and I was kind of Googling um, why millennials aren't getting buying property as much student loans number one but then another big thing is that people are waiting longer and longer in general to enter new phases of life and a lot of people don't think about buying property till they get married um, for various reasons and so I would encourage you to not wait till that stage to start making a plan for it and um, a couple of big things to keep in mind is that for one um, you don't have to put down as big of a down payment as you might think that you do um, it's obviously awesome if you can put down 20% because that saves you some fees and stuff, but you can literally put down as little as like three and 4% down, um, and, and get into real estate and, um, and being able to get into owning property just has huge ramifications for the rest of your life when it comes to finances and the equity that you build. 
Um, and we just bought our second home and it was just really crazy to see that we basically, what we were putting away in a mortgage every month, we were essentially saving. We essentially got all of that money back out of the house when we sold it. And I, we might've even, I'm not sure after fees and everything, if we made a profit or not, but, um, that, that is something. So I don't say all that to like freak you out or scare you more so to encourage you to start making a plan. And you probably all have heard Dave Ramsey stuff on some level. Um, and I don't fully prescribe to all of that. I'm a little <laughs> skeptical of some of it. Um, but I would say, you know, I think one of the biggest things that he, that he preaches on that's really important is to live below your means. Um, and that, um, that when you're coming out of college and you're entering your twenties, you're probably used to like, you're probably used to having a couch from Goodwill and you're used to having like all these things. And then when you get in your first salary job, it's easy to immediately spend all that money. And I would just encourage you before you get used to nice things <laughs> to have, to not be afraid to kind of just to kind of live at that like college status for several years so that you can save up enough to, to go ahead and get into owning property. So that's what I'd say about that. Super fun stuff, right? Yeah. With that yeah. being said, my finance nugget is this. Treat yourself. <laughs> Again, this is where we are different. Um, and I like treating myself. But. Yeah, I love treating myself. I um, I l I'm great at spending money. Um, but that's something like, I don't mean that in like, just be stupid and buy whatever you want to. And, and like this episode is one of my favorites because it, it really is so like something tempting that I would want to do. But it is pretty foolish. But I mean it in more of like a we would find ourselves getting to like go on vacation. Like we got to go some really cool vacations when we weren't working great jobs, got to, you know, do a lot of fun stuff because we worked hard because like we did like the hard work of saving when we needed to of like working side hustle. Like I was, I was shooting weddings in the summer and again was just wanting to die um, because they're horrible. But, um, but I did it because I was just like, hey, I want to go on a vacation this year. Like, I want to go on vacation. And so I'll sit through, you know, all these stupid weddings all over again. Um, I love weddings. I love the union of marriage. I just don't like shooting weddings. Um, but I just say that, like, work hard, play hard. I think that's a really good motto to live by because I'm, I've heard of too many people that, while I think that all of Natalie's advice is very important and wise, I also have heard of people who are just like, I'm not going to do anything because I have to save this much every single month and build for this. And you know what? That is really great. And they will probably be in a great, much more comfortable scenario than I will ever be. But I kind of like, you know what? Like, I don't want to just find myself like penny pinching and not enjoying my life and not enjoying relationships and not enjoying the things that, you know, I would want to get to do. So find the right level of treating thyself. But I would say treat yourself. Okay, let's go through these last two faster because I feel like oh, um, okay, the 20-year-olds are getting bored with okay, us. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> so, so faith, so... Um, <laughs> the Christ one got him. The Christ quote got him. I literally, like, I, have, I don't recognize that whatsoever. Yeah, um, I know. Every single time we watch The Office, she's like, I've literally never even remembered this episode But before. I've seen them all many times. Well, it's because you're reading just, while we're watching. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Um, all right, here we go. So Double time. So John and I are both people of faith, FNC. so we you felt try. like this was a, a, a significant item to cover as far as our 20s, because the 20s really are significant for, for your faith and setting the foundation for that for the rest of your life. And so um, <laughs> I think a negative wisdom I learned about faith 
in my 20s came out of a really hard season, which tends to be, I feel like that's pretty natural that a hard season would precede some a foundational faith moment. And um, basically, back in like 2014 or something, um, we had some spiritual leaders and mentors in our life that basically like screwed up big time and it like blew up a community and stuff like that. Sadly, maybe I've been around something like that happened before. And um, it really provoked, well, first a time of, of just depression, honestly, and feeling really far from God. But then um, out of that, it provoked a need to become a self-feeder really for the first time in my life. And, and that was a huge gift. And I say all this, but I'm, I don't do it perfectly. But it really taught me in that season to, to seek God um, for myself and um, a tangible, a tangible thing that helped me with that was really identifying like what I would call like my spiritual pathway. There's a lot of terms for that, but essentially determining how it is that you connect with God and, and learn him on a deeper level, um, and let him know you. And, um, so for me, a lot of that looked like just embracing how I'm wired. So for me, my spiritual pathway is more of an intellectual, um, pathway. And so I'm a big reader. And so I did a lot of reading in that season that really helped me. And, um, I felt like, Formerly, I'd been part of like a faith community where it tended to be like it looked like one thing to connect with God. Um, not like anyone ever said that to me definitively, but um, but I just saw it look one way. And so it, embracing it looking a different way for me was really significant. So, yeah, um, I would say find the right community and mentors in your life. It's really hard to grow alone. Um, that's like not a groundbreaking truth by any means but i think we've actually experienced that a little bit more this year than ever like even kind of what you said with the the stuff that happened a couple of years ago that was obviously really hard but at least we had people around us this is like we just moved down at the beginning of last year so we literally knew no one luke jen like the people that were like that's all we knew and so this has been a stretching year for us too and just kind of going like okay we have to find a new community to be and we need to find people and and we're still growing in that. And like, well, I hope like something that we're always constantly growing in, but we felt that more this year, probably more than, than ever. Um, but I think that's a really important thing to do and to have in your life. Mm-hmm. Cause if you don't, it's just hard to do your life without other mm-hmm. people in it, whether that's, whether that's faith-based or not. Like, I think mm-hmm. that's just hard to do. So yeah. find the right community. Okay. Last one. Fun. Last Woo! one. Fun. <laughs> Does anybody know where it's from? Good job, guys. Okay, last one. So when I think about the fun that we had in our 20s, I think some of the most fun was when we had people over to our home. And not just when we bought home when we got married, but before that, um, uh, we both had people over to our – we had roommates, you know, and lived in – he lived in an apartment. I lived in a townhome. And we both, like at both places, had people over like crazy. And some of the most fun we had was just having people over and doing nothing. And so I think – so hospitality and generosity is just tied to my to fun in my head in that way and that's why I love that Luke does these and feel like you guys in general do a great job of opening up your house and so I would just encourage you like and I think you know this I feel like this has been a really popular theme out everywhere the last few years but you don't have to wait for something or wait for your house to look a certain way or be able to cook I still can't cook um or anything before you can no (laughs) um but uh to host and be hospitable and we used to have like I mean we literally, I mean, we bought our first real piece of furniture like a year and a half ago. And like we had the, we had these crazy Goodwill couches and like all, and we would just have, and we had people over for, for basketball games and sports stuff and um, just like pack out our house. And that was just some of the most fun that we had. 
do that. And Luke does that. Cheapest. Luke does that real good here at this household. Um, mine would be travel, and I would prioritize it. And that's something that we did get to do, but I would actually say I, I wish we could have priorita- prioritized that more, even if it's like small getaways. And I think that, like, honestly, God, this makes me sound super old, but I think kids these days, like, do that more than what was, like, kind of the norm for us, I would say. Like, I hear you guys talking about going all over the place. I'm just like, I wish I could have done that when I was your old age. I had to walk a mile in snow. Um, But, like, that's something I wish we could have done. But something we also learned, too, and this kind of goes back to the finances stuff, we've also kind of learned the hard way that sometimes it's worth spending a little bit money, a little bit of money to save yourself from the convenience or how am I trying to say this? So we would try to save money and be like, we're going to be wise about this. And then it ends up being 10 times harder. Well, yeah, but our face. <laughs> yeah. Real short story. A couple years ago, we went to Iceland, but we had to catch a flight out of New York. So instead of paying like $150, $200 for a flight to New York, we drove to Baltimore at 10 p.m. at the night. <laughs> at 10 p.m. at night, we drove to Baltimore, which is like eight hours. So we get there in the morning. We caught like an hour-long flight. And then we got out of the airport in New York, walked around New York all day, caught like a 9 p.m. flight, flew to Iceland, got there at like 6 in the morning, and then like explored all day. And it's a miracle that we survived the drive to our place that we stayed because yeah. everyone in the car was just like, "Where? what year is it? Like, we were so tired. And we're going like, we How could much spend did we save again? Yeah, yeah, like we, yeah, we, we are dying and we could have just spent a little bit more money, but that's been some of the, like the funnest things that we've done is traveling and finding good people to travel with is obviously a big part too. But, um, that's something that I always loved and yeah. can hope to continue to do. So yeah. thank you. 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 Thanks again, John and Natalie, and thank you all for listening to another episode of Tea Talks. If you've been enjoying the show, then it would mean a ton to me if you could please take a few seconds to just leave a review. Also, if you are passionate about something in particular and could see yourself giving a Tea Talk, then go ahead and let me know. Lastly, I'm thrilled to say that we're back to a live recording next week, April 16th. So invite some friends and grab your tickets in the show notes. But until then, stay curious, friends. (laughs) 